That's right, ladies and gentlemen. It's the big giveaway. Gather around your devices and listen to Vintage Burn. Yes, it's the big giveaway. Gather around. Yes. Yes. <laughs> this is episode three of Vintage Burn. And because of Marco, I'm scarred for life. I just figured out that you can stick a finger in a nipple. This is Kev. Marco. <laughs> and Doug. <laughs> It's uh, a really big nipple, by the way. Oh, Merry Christmas! Oh, ho, 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 ho. There's, there's certain things you just cannot unsee. No matter I can't how hard unsee you try. any of this shit. What the fuck? Thank you, uh, Mr. Zakala, for your uh, videos uh, sent to me. All right, that this month, um, this wonderful Christmas month, we've decided to review Black Christmas. Came out in 1974. Uh, probably considered one of the first slasher films. Along probably uh, after Psycho, right? I would yeah. say Psycho, then that. Featuring Margot Kidder of Superman and Scrooged. Mm-hmm. She wasn't Scrooged. She wasn't Scrooged, yeah. I, I thought so, sorry. And uh, Olivia Hussey, who was not a Hussey. She might be, I don't know. Maybe. Beautiful actress. Beautiful actress from the 70s and 80s. Was that Jess? Jess, yeah. Is she French, I'm guessing, or Argentinian? She's half Argentinian, half... Half Argentinian, half British. 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 How did you know that? That you Googled. Googled No, I picked up the fucking accent. Is she Argentinian? (laughs) I actually believe you. (laughs) You looked believable for a second. I was on to you. First time ever. She she sounded kind of French, but then I I had to look it up. Yeah, she's very proper, wasn't she? Very proper. Yeah, very proper. Margot Kidder was not proper. She was that uh, stereotypical college uh, slut. Yeah. That's Barb, right? Barb, yeah. yeah. I'd say she was more a drunk. More yeah, of a drunk. I really think she yeah. was really a slut. She well, was just a really like bad drunk, like alcoholic. Like even like, on her door, she had the wreath with the with the nips. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. You're right. All right, I recant or my little slut. Little bottles, whatever you call them. I recant my slut comment. Yeah. Which, on a sad note, she actually committed suicide this past May. Believe it or not, that's impressive. Was it suicide? I thought she died of an overdose. Well, it was but suicide induced by drugs and alcohol. Oh, okay, okay. I don't she know if there's a note or not, but I mean, no one, no one should go that way. Because I read about it earlier today. It didn't mention suicide. So we hope you're all having a wonderful December <laughs> holiday. It, that, that sucks, though, because she was a, actually a great actress. Um, yeah, I mean, it's like all these people now... Um, all these musicians, you know, musicians. They, they can put a smile on and, and, and put yeah. a good brave face on, but depression sucks. And the oh, things can do to you. That does suck. Bunch of pussies, if you ask me. <laughs> but it is what it is. Just you do. It's like that guy that he he was gonna kill himself, and he went to Mexico, and he ended up friggin' spending all his money on hookers and coke. And he's like, I fucking love life. And he came <laughs> no, back with a whole new. He came back with a whole new like outlook on outlook life. On you know, life. Yeah, sometimes that's what you gotta do. Just run away to Mexico and hook us some coke. Seriously. Just look up the caravan. You come back. <laughs> Alright, well, Black Christmas. Uh, <laughs> back, to the, back to the movie at hand. Yeah, so uh, we picked this movie, you know, just because of the fact that we heard a lot of um, talk about how it may have influenced Halloween. What do you guys think? 
Oh, absolutely. I think, uh, you know, the camera shots, the way it was filmed, for, was it first person view? Yeah, that first you person know, view, um, seeing it from the killer's... Even like the, the way that, uh, I don't know, the lurking, the uh, stalking, the uh, whatever, uh, whatever you want to call it, that too. I mean, it was, it was very similar, like the way it was shot. And you could tell definitely John Carpenter, and I've read that John Carpenter was very influenced by it. So I could see, I could, I could see it, you know, uh, definitely. If Black Christmas and Psycho had like a love child, hmm. it would be like Halloween. Halloween, you sure, know what I mean? sure, sure. I mean, you're right with the camera angles for sure. And then even like we were talking about earlier with um, whatever, uh, Halloween 1, where the killings aren't incredibly gory. You know? no. yeah, it gives you yeah, that, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. a psychological, like, sure. it, 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 it makes you think about the actual scene. It plants in your head and gives your mind the, the power to kind of, to run with the gore. Yeah, you only see so much up to the kill, and then it's, you have to think about what the outcome is of that kill. And I, I think it influenced other movies. Like, I think we were talking about, we were watching that again today, Marco, and it was like, uh, the sorority house, um, the killers in the house, We've heard that a bunch of times, mm-hmm. um, and that's you know, coming from Scream too. Like I was thinking, shit. Well, Scream took that from Black Christmas. Yeah, but Scream was a big ode to like every horror movie. It was, old, it was an old uh, Halloween. It yeah, was yeah. definitely. I mean, that's what they did. It paid homage to a lot of stuff, and that's what I like about Scream myself. But I know but, we're not talking about Scream, but I, I never, but I never had, I never would have thought. Uh, and again, I think that's the best part. Is never would have thought of a Christmas movie being a horror film. I just, you know. It, I've heard of Black Christmas, but I just never took the time to actually watch it or take consideration of the fact that it, it it may have influenced one of like my favorite horror movie of all time. After watching it last night on YouTube on my little teeny phone, because I suck at research. Was it the English version? The, it was. The uh, Arabic version? No, no, it wasn't the Arabic version this time. So I actually remember seeing the movie back in the day, but it was released in America as... Were there nipples you could think <laughs> <laughs> That's, yeah, that's the horror part. Did you miss the sex scene? Uh, oh my god. No, I'm just kidding. I was going to say, alright, that's my one beef. There wasn't even a booby. There's no permi- promiscuous teenagers. For a sorority house, sure. Yeah, I think I they're, they're actually very, very classy uh, gals. But well, we, there, was, there was one scene where the, uh, the house mistress, we'll call her. Mrs. Mac. Mrs. Mac with the purple teeth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, disgusted. Uh, where she's trying to hide the first, the first kill, uh, the father of the daughter who was killed first with the uh, plastic bag over her head. They're in someone's room, and she's covering up the peace sign that oh. is a dude fucking a chick. Is that what it was? Yeah, it's fucking... a dude on top of a chick. She yeah, yeah, spread yeah. it like open. The... She spread. Yeah, it's a... like a peace sign. It's a peace sign. Okay. Two naked lovers. It looked like just a nice. Butt so there thing. is, but it's... <clears throat> we just get to see dude. No, ass. we're talking about live action. We're talking yeah, about we want, action. we want, we get dude ass. That's all we get. It's on a picture. <laughs> Not even side boob. Not even anything. real. But so it was released in America as Silent Night, Evil Night, and that's how I remember. That's why I didn't recognize Black Christmas as a name. I remember seeing it way back when. Okay. But that was like what it was released in Canada. It was released as Black Christmas, and America was Silent Night, Evil Night. No oh, shit. It was yeah. I had it, no idea. It was released like two two months later under a different name here, like they like they do, just like Brain Dead and uh. Hey, just like we were saying, Carpenter originally what was it supposed to be the Babysitter Murders? Yep, the Babysitter Murders, which is Halloween, by the way. Yeah, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. I don't, well, why did they have to change the title? What was up with that? Um, maybe just, I don't know. It had to be something with some probably some religious, religious bullshit. Yeah. Religious. Probably fucking uh, Tipper Gore. <laughs> Tipper Gore. <laughs> fuckers. Good. Was she causing trouble back then, too? Probably. Yeah, I would believe. I mean, she started causing trouble in the 80s, so I'm sure she was causing trouble in the 70s. 
or maybe that was her in the peace sign. We just couldn't see her. <laughs> <laughs> oh. That's why she was causing trouble. Tip off. So one thing that re- reinforces, um, I-, I need a hollow book in my life. This this movie. Oh yeah, yeah. It, when Shawshank Redemption, when I saw that as a kid, he had the the hammer in the book, mm. and then she goes to the bookshelf. I'm like, this, yeah. there may be a hollowed out yeah, book. I'm yeah. like, I just want it with anything in it. I just want it gone anything. Just hollowed out book. That yeah. it's very important. She, I, I love it. She, she had booze in the book, by the way. Yeah, booze in the book. Yeah. She oh, hit, yeah. she hid booze. It's funny. She's in a sorority where all of the girls are drinking in front of her. But she's the only one trying to hide the booze. Like but she's she, trying to be a good role model, but she really wants to be just as bad right, as the yeah. house girls. That's what know? I was going to say. She, she's trying to set the example, yeah, but, but she's, she's sitting there sneaking booze everywhere. I'm if g- not worse, smiling in the background and everything they're saying. And yeah. And uh, FYI, there are spoilers in here. If you haven't seen this, you had 34 years to fucking watch it. So if you haven't seen it, no excuses. <laughs> But yeah, so I, I was actually kind of bummed when they killed. I liked the way they killed her, but I, I was bummed that they killed her at the same time because I really liked her character. She's Who are you talking? Miss talk- Mrs. Mac. Mrs. Mac. She was very sassy, just very like comical. She had that like yeah, you know that. I, that. I agree. I agree. She was sassy. I I do like the kill. I think that was my favorite kill when he when she's she sees she come, goes up to the attic to find her cat, sees the girl strangled in the rocking chair. Uh. It, with the plastic bag over her head and then turns and sees that rope and hook come swinging down and just that was great because it cuts away from her uh being hooked plus like marco and i i was we we're talking about this morning i'm like that's a fucking like one in a million chance that that hook would land perfectly in your jugular. Yeah, yeah, I would never. <laughs> probably probably never happened but. Uh, i mean holy even if hitting it would hit you Barely even cut you, if anything, or knock you back, and you'd fall down the stairs no. and break your neck. Those those pulleys, yeah. I actually have some in my jeep right now. If you don't believe me, I'll bring one in. They're like this why? big, and they that's not even why do you have <laughs> them in your jeep. I actually have like six of them. You don't want to know. But honestly, the metal hooks and the wood themselves, they probably weigh like thirty pounds. Okay, just, just all right, one fair force enough. would. So you think the four? So like, uh, I mean, it's all physics, right? So you think that the force and the weight and the yeah, I mean, that would be enough to, imagine to impale to you. That would be enough to no, impale you. Maybe not impale you, but at least. Yeah. I mean, the end of that hook, well, you'd, it'd have to be sharp. I mean. Yeah, but sharp. I mean, it goes like through the bottom of her like face and like to her head. Yeah. You know, from her chin. Yeah. I mean, the blunt force, could, blunt force would definitely get it. But as far as hooking her like a fish, that's a little bit far fetched. But hey, it was seventy four. But it was good. It was good for what it was worth and how it was portrayed and played out. And again, you didn't see it. You got to the point where he he ends up tossing that hook towards her you know what happens it pulls her butt all you see is the bottom of her feet she gets pulled up so i'm assuming it was like a weight counteraction thing like if it hits her obviously it pulls her up or he pulled it up yeah well the pull that's why the pulley was the there, pulley to, was to, there. To, to lift heavy shit up the stairs and he, she she goes flying up no blood 1974 uh but it left it to our imagination to figure that out and i i i, I appreciated that i thought that was good Definitely got that Carpenter vibe, so I'm like, okay, I see a lot of the influence on Halloween. And uh, can we just talk, after that scene, they show the, I call him the shape, essentially, because that's kind of what he is. Oh, the, okay, okay, okay. But, but they, show, they show him in the attic, and that must have been the funnest scene to 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 film, because you pretty much got to scream and break shit holding a camera. There's that one scene where he's just freaking out and yeah. pushing the horse. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, how fun would that have been to just been able to do that and get paid for it yeah mm-hmm. i don't know i think it's stupid shit like that when i'm watching movies i'm like man i'd love to get paid to do just scream and break shit like well, you do it at home but it's found upon 
What about you? Anything, Marco? Uh, man, I, I just, again, I'm just going to go back to, like, the beginning real quick, like, how we got into the attic. I don't think, did we touch on that at all? Oh, like how he got big, into the attic? Yeah, yeah, like, like how he, it showed it, like, first person, and he climbed up the, uh, up the, uh, what are they called? Uh, the the lattice. Lattice. Oh, the lattice. 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 Yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, he got into the house. So, just to explain how he got into the house, I don't think we mentioned that, so I just want to put that in there. And, uh, yeah, it's fantastic. I think, like, uh, again, back to the, the pulley thing. The only thing with the pulley is I just don't think it would hit. And then, uh, what was the other thing? When the, uh, father comes... And the, the lady with the booze, like you were saying, with the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. part. And she's sitting there trying it. She spills her, like, purse. And uh, he's, like, like you said, he's hiding the thing. And she's calling the, what was she called the cat? She's like, uh, little whatever. He's oh, you little prick. Or you, you little prick. Goddamn it, you little prick. And then the guy, the, you know, the father of the girl. I wish I knew the character name. I can't remember the character name. It's yeah, just, she- like, such a... Almost, uh, what do you call it? Like, like a like a cliche. Basically, like he's anti anything offensive. Well, he's he's super pat. He's passive. Yeah, he's religious. Yeah. He's extremely religious. I'm pretty sure you could tell from the cross and everything. I don't know if they were Christian or Catholic, but this this sorority was supposed to be for good Catholic or Christian girls. That was what it was because there's a lot of. Uh, there's a lot of God imagery throughout this movie, and I think that was the whole point was they're innocent, they're not bad, uh, but they were. They were not innocent. They mm-hmm. were sorority girls. They were young. They Those were the rebellious. Girls you yeah, they were the rebellious. Friend, the ones that go to Catholic school. Uh, and I think that's it. So Daddy thought he was coming to pick up his good little girl, which she was. She was actually the only good girl, relatively good girl, in the house. And she was the first one to go. Mm-hmm. It's basically saying, like, which is very typical no in horror movie uh, culture. Yeah. yeah. Well, isn't that the reverse though? Because Actually, you're right. You're right. The, yeah, the reverse. No, the good yeah, girl's yeah, yeah. the survivor. Jamie yeah, 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 Curtis yeah. was the survivor, and 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 that like continues throughout eighty slashers. They made it the opposite. In this one, right out of the gate, the good girl fucking she gets bagged over her head, mm-hmm. and taken out. That's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're you right about that. You got true. her. Uh, the girl with the sh- the glasses and curly Lynn. hair. They don't really show her death. They just he slams the door behind her when she goes in the room, and, and then she's it. dead. Like when they f- she finds her dead eventually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah with Barb, they walk in mm-hmm. and they see him. The thirteen year old girl that's missing. We don't know how she dies, but we know it's gruesome and brutal because mm-hmm. everyone's in shock when they see it, and that's what I love. I'm like, I'm picturing in my head this must be vicious because their their look on their faces is horrific. That's it's not that's just another like one. yeah. It's another one of those things. It's like they don't need to show it, but it just look on their faces. It just puts that image in your head. It plants the seed, you know, and you just yep. let your mind run with whatever yep. kind of gore you want. Uh, Margot Kidder's death. Yeah, with the unicorn. That was pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, uh, she got so drunk she passed out in the bed, and uh, you know, you think she's gonna die. She wakes up like screaming, like almost like, but she's having an asthma attack. Yeah. So, what's the uh, main character's name again? Uh, the Jess, Jess, yeah, one? Jess. So yeah, Jess goes Olivia, in, Olivia helps Leslie. her out, and then as soon as she leaves, these Christmas carolers come up. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, 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 and they absolutely distract her. Yep, and it's great. And like, so she's so infatuated with the Christmas characters, uh, carolers. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, she goes, and then while that's going on, she's distracted, and the guy goes and kills her with a unicorn statue, which I think I've never seen either. Made out yeah. of pure white crystal, or yeah, so something like that, was which great. was cool. Yeah, I mean, like uh, Margot Kidder though is probably my favorite character in the movie, uh, as far as like I said, pl- well, you said I believe, 
playing the drunken role. Uh, I think she did an excellent job. She and did, it, yeah, it, and her good. acting chops showed. That's the reason she got into mainstream acting as she, opposed to anybody else. They had shitty cops in the movie, you know. So, so all those stereotypes of cops throughout the 80s, they, that started it too. Mm-hmm. That shitty cop at the station. Except for John Saxon. Oh, there you go. That's another guy. So you, you explain uh, your take on who he is. Well, John Saxon is uh, famous uh, for being in, uh, well, Enter the Dragon first off. But mm-hmm. in the horror movie world, he's in Nightmare on Elm Street. Is he the detective? Yeah, he plays uh, one of the fathers. Isn't it Nancy's father? It might be Nancy's dad. I'm pretty dad. sure it's Nancy's yeah. dad, if I remember correctly. I say, you know, it's funny. I've seen that movie like 20 times, but and that's I haven't probably, seen it in a like while. that's probably what we were saying. I think... Uh, um, what the fuck is his name? I can't even believe he, uh, he passed away already. He was the director, creator Craven. of Nightmare. Yeah, yeah, Wes, Wes Craven. Craven. Yeah, I think Wes Craven was like, "Oh, I need to use that guy in this movie," you know, mm-hmm. especially in my debut in the slasher world. So it was an, another, you know, freaking Black Black Christmas had another uh, influence on another great slasher franchise. Like, yeah. yeah. Fun fact: uh, it was loosely based on murders of. The same kind of thing up in uh, Montreal, Quebec. So it was it was lo- pretty much not exact, but very loosely based on uh, actual murders that happened. Very similar. No shit. Which is kind of gives that extra creep factor, you know. That's wow. cool, man. I didn't know that. But did they yell Billy, Billy, Agnes, Agnes, and the Bill Billy? It's like moving around what? <laughs> moving of what? Yeah, the, the girls. The girls end up. So the the weird part about this movie is they get strange phone calls. They pick them up, and it's definitely somebody with um, psychological issues, somebody who might be, um, I don't want to say, man- they're not manic, but they... Mentally unstable? Yeah, they're mentally unstable, but it's, um, wow, I can't believe them. It's probably the beer. I can't think of the word I'm, I'm looking for. Schizophrenic? Spl- schizophrenic. Multiple personalities. Schizophrenic. Uh, is definitely a male we don't know the whole premise of the movie is like jess has uh she's she's pregnant she's not married she's obviously extremely religious she's seeing this uh pianist who's trying to develop his career he's a bit uh unhinged when he finds out that she wants to abort the baby so there's there's a lot of that like uh sociological uh political issue going on with babies and abortions and pre-marriage sex and everything it's 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 all tied into it but uh we start to think that maybe the boyfriend's becoming unhinged and might be the killer and the the hard part is he's he's wearing this green sweater 70s green sweater turtleneck yeah it's hideous and his hair too it's i don't want to say it's long but it's I don't know how to describe it. It's probably seventies hair. Seventies, like Beatles hair. looking, but stupider. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. More stupid. Long, longer than normal Beatles hair. Um, and then uh, the killer. We only see the killer really in one scene when he's killing Margot Kidder, and it appears that the killer's wearing a green sweater. But you can tell there's one scene where they show the killer's eye through the door. Um, when Jess, when when Jess is the only survivor, and she's like walking through the house to figure out what's going on. And he has. It looks like his eyes are like a like a reddish brown yeah, absolutely, like on red. fire. Mm-hmm. And the boyfriend's eyes are a completely different color. So 
you know, Marco was like, well, maybe he's just wearing happening. He's this guy's hat. He just happens to be wearing the same colored sweater. Maybe that's a possibility. But or or purposely he's doing it to make it look like the other it's, guy. It's very possible. Yeah. And uh, spoiler spoiler alert. I mean, we end up finding out that uh, you know Jess is the only survivor in the house. They do think it's the boyfriend. Uh, boyfriend comes back to uh, have confrontation with Jess about um, aborting the baby, and she kills him because she's afraid that he is the actual killer because the cops told her to get out of the house and that her boyfriend is probably the killer. And then the end of the movie. Yeah, I mean, the end of the movie is insane. I mean, like, she's just laying there in bed. She's in shock. Uh, after the whole thing her boyfriend's dead uh they found two three three of the bodies yeah found three of the bodies jess killed one and then you know the killer killed two yeah yep. and it makes it look like the boyfriend peter is the killer but then all of a sudden it starts panning out it shows the room where margot kidder died and then it shows the room where the original girl died uh the first death I don't know names i wish i knew names i was just trying to look up her name i can't find yeah it. i can't find it either to... but <laughs> i looked too but anyway, uh, it shows that, and then it pans out. It's showing all the pictures, and then all of a sudden, it shows that ladder to the to the attic. Yep. And then you can hear stuff going on up there, going on, going on. And then, you know, it goes up to the attic. You see the two dead bodies, and then you hear a bunch of yeah, you hear a bunch of laughing and crazy stuff going on. And yeah, it's obviously and the killer's still alive. He's still alive. Now, my question is, this is my big question of the movie, biggest plot hole in the movie, in my opinion. Now, if you're missing two fucking bodies, right? <laughs> you're still missing two. You know, obviously the father's upset. He got taken to the hospital. I missed that part. But why would you not search the attic? Technically, there was three bodies in the house. There was the first girl, Barb, and Mrs. Mack. So there was three. No, oh. the, no there was four. Four. Because well, there was the girl with the glasses, too. But they found Barb. And they found the girl with the glasses. Yes. Oh, so, okay, you're right, you're right. Right? So, and the 13-year-old girl outside. And they found the 13-year-old girl outside. Th they but did not find the two in the attic. The original, yeah. the, the first Mrs. death Mac of the movie. And, the yep. and Mrs. Mack was still in the attic. And <laughs> why would you not, I don't, with his two bodies missing, go up to the attic? That's my only <laughs> big-ass beef with the movie. They and went, the fact that her face is plastered against the front glass in the <laughs> right. attic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can actually like, see from the outside because you know, it shows it. It yeah. pans out. They, they go through the, the trouble of tapping the phone lines, but they don't think to check the house. It's such a big house, they could be... Yeah, you're right, right, right. You're right. It's just, it was the most ridiculous thing to me. Like, the, the whole time I was watching it... And don't get me wrong, I like this movie. I think this movie I, I do. is fantastic. I, love it. I, I do, I think it's fantastic. I think it sets the tone for, like 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 you said, Halloween. You yeah. know, John Carpenter's obviously influenced by it. I think it yes. sets the tone for that style of slasher film. The wide shots, yeah. the first-person point of views. And... And, but but that's just a serious problem with the movie, in my opinion. Uh, and that's really my only beef with the movie, yeah, is that part. Uh, but I, as far as it goes, I loved it. I thought it was great for its time. I have one other small beef. Sure. And that is the men wearing fur coats. <laughs> Nobody should wear a fur coat ever, but especially men. I know it was the 70s, but unless you're a pimp... Ditch the fur. Yeah, Doug yeah, is yeah. not a member of PETA. Yeah, yeah. I do like PETA chips. He though. is, however, a part-time vegan. Yeah, part-time. <laughs> so, overall, I actually really, really like this. And I hate to say it, but if it had a score, like Halloween 1 did, mm -hmm. I think it would have been a fucking contender. Mm. That would have been really good. I think, I think if it had a better score... I, see, I, I realized after watching this, 
and watching, thinking about Halloween 1. I hate to say it, I love Jamie Lee Curtis, but mm-hmm. she's a little bit of an over-actor when it comes to like, the screaming parts. Okay. It's like... A scream uh, queen. She's Fair. a scream queen. You're right. Fair enough. But in this one here, it's a little more... I don't know. It's just reserved. a little more... It's a little more reserved, kind of cleaned up. Like, uh, it's... There was something about it. It's just... I, I, I like the story. It... What about the the piano? That's the, what I found creepy about it, though. Score wise, you're right. It didn't have a good musical score. It had piano, great tones, yeah. Yeah. but the tones that piano. The p- yes, I agree. Yep. The tones like were good. It dark, set the mood, man. but there was no like, like do do do. Right. It didn't right, right. have that like. It, it, um, honestly, it didn't have rhythm. It didn't have rhythm. Yeah. There was no rhythm to, but. I, that was that's still a creepy tone. I but but remember, tone. folks, this uh, this movie predates Halloween by a good four years. Four years. Yep. So and, I and mean, it, which means it was made in seventy two. Probably, most yeah. likely seventy two, yeah. seventy three. Yeah, probably. But it, but it just it predates it, and I think uh, it definitely set the tone for it. you. Could tell like Halloween has got so much influence from this movie. Yeah. Carpenter. I mean, it's admitted. Carpenter has has said it. You know that yeah. it was definitely a big influence on him. Like I, you know, I think it was mentioned, but whatever. yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. Was, You're right. So it had a budget of six hundred and twenty k. It grossed in the box office about four million. Now, whereas I think Halloween four years later did almost eighty million or something. Mm-hmm. But that I don't think that was just uh, box office sales. They probably had merch too, where this one didn't have an iconic killer like Halloween did. Correct. With the mask, mm-hmm. you know, they didn't have that score to make money on. They couldn't uh, sell records. And then they didn't have anything. You can't sell an eyeball on a door. You know what I mean? It's like you had no creepy thing to sell. So I think the marketing, it's like it, it was just right there. And then it, I think Carpenter kind of saw that and he kind of combined that with his other influences. And that's why, like, Halloween's the magnus opus. Does William Mag- Shatner get paid for that mask? Not that I know of. No. But he probably, I'm sorry he didn't sue. By the way, I know they, there were two masks. There was a William Shatner mask and then they had a clown mask. Did you guys? I, I finally saw a picture. When you think of a clown mask, I think like just a clown face. I don't think about anything creepy out of it. I saw. I finally they showed a picture online of what the actual mask would have been from the seventies. It was one of those where it had the full hair. It was a picture of the William Shatner mask, okay, white, but picture the outline of a beard on a man. With the red nose, but a, a massive frown on the face, like a really old-aged clown. Mm-hmm. Like with the hobo the, clown, you see? With the brown, the brown beard outline mm-hmm. around the frown. And it was a very, like, uh, receded hairline. It was like an old, decrepit, clown, white, full-mask clown. It was actually, looking at it, it's still, it was not as good as the pick they went with. The pure... Your blank mask was the best choice. Absolutely, yeah. But as a close second, it actually would have probably worked out as just as well because mm-hmm. of the, the expressionless uh, factor to it. It wasn't a ridiculous clown mask. It was actually fucking creepy. Like looking now, at him, like wow, that was a, that would have been a good mask. But now, now anyway. I can't remember which killer it was. If it was Gacy or Gain or whoever wore the mask, the clown mm-hmm. mask. Yeah. You know, so maybe it was a play on that at the time. I think that's John Wayne Gacy. I think it's Gacy. Yeah, too. That's, that's yeah. Gacy. Yeah, sounds gacy. That sounds gacy. <laughs> so, I I know we kind of touched on this before when we first started talking about this, but 
how has there not been a legit sequel? Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. About that earlier. It's just so, so yeah, open ended. It's just like you, you think there would have been like Halloween and one within a year or two, you know, just because it still had the buzz about Another it. Another good point. It, just it, like how Carpenter ended one. Yeah. It yeah. might be, uh, you know, I don't know. I wasn't around at that time. I mean, I was, this was, you know, five, six years before my birth, but it's probably because it didn't do so well. Maybe, you know, usually if movies do well, that's how they get, you know, a second movie. You were just saying that Halloween made like so much money. And that's probably why I got the second one. And that's true. Uh, even if they did half as well as the first, they still would have made ten times more. I than mean, listed, even you know? Halloween twenty eighteen, there's already, you know, rumors of sequels and all this stuff because it's doing so well in the box yeah, office. That's true. You would have thought you know? after Halloween's success in seventy eight, so by seventy so nine, that movie that movie got very big in seventy nine. Why wouldn't have someone gone back to the seventy four flick and said, "Shit, I'm making a sequel now. This is the time to capitalize." I mean, yeah. they did I mean, end up making a remake in two thousand and six. There was a remake with two thousand six with um, Michelle Trechenberg. I'm butchering that, but no, Trechen. Oh, she, yeah, dude, she's, she's a cute, dude. Yeah, from Buffy. She was yeah. Buffy's little sister. Yeah, that's how I know her. Not Harriet the Spy. That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> Or Pete and Pete. I know from Eurotrip. I fell in love with her in Eurotrip. Yeah, I can't remember. I've seen, see that, I think out of all those movies you just said, I think the only movie I've ever seen was Eurotrip. Yeah. Yeah, I, don't, I don't remember. She's in my Buffy Spank Bank. Oh, I bet. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, so Ron Moore actually wrote, who wrote the original script, also wrote the 2006 remake. Oh, fuck. And then they, in 2000, okay, I didn't know that. So I'm That's kind of interested in it I'm now. interested, That's yeah. What, and plus, she, she's a smoke, so. Um, is it a remake or is it, it's a, it's, a it's a remake. Yeah. It's a remake. It's a remake. And they kind of go back. It's like a modern remake. But they they delve into like the the character history of Billy Lens, which is the killer yeah, in yeah. the first yeah, one. They yeah. kind of yeah, they kind of have more of a backstory of Billy. So it's still that a little more substance and it didn't do quite as well. I know um the original got a 7.2 on Rotten Tomatoes and it's got like a 4.6, which still isn't bad. It's not bad, but, but it's, it's not great, but I mean it's one but of those But it's the time too. When did it come out? 2006. Yeah, about yeah 10 years nobody's ago, yeah. watching. Nobody gives shit about fucking slasher movies in 2006 and then two, 2016 they did the black black christmas the night billy came home oh no that's just it's like you try no. a little harder you know the night he came home you know yeah but who who was in that uh i, I think that, that that wasn't didn't include rod moore or anything i think that was they probably bought the rights and kind of tried to run with it was it um, like, was it like the but people? it got a it got a 5.3 though it got it a better score Fuck that. Was it made by the same people who did the new Lost Boys movie? There was a new Lost Boys there movie? There was, exactly. yeah. I didn't see it, but uh, there was definitely a new Lost Boys exactly. movie. Exactly. Is that where the sexy jazz guy comes from? Remember no. What? Tim Capello? Is that the sexy jazz guy? Yeah, Tim Capello. It, so who's the original? Tim Capello. Was he in that movie? In the original? In the Lost Boys, yeah. He was in the original Lost Boys in that opening scene where he's got the fucking saxophone. And, yeah. Yeah. But do you remember like the meat, not the memes, but like the viral videos of the guy just like walking around in food court with no shirt on playing the sax? Do you remember like the sexy sax player? Mm. No. No. So, <sighs> Where's this going? <laughs> I, 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 it just, it was... Back to nipples and sticking fingers. Yeah, out. yeah. <laughs> now with fist, now with 50% more fisting. <laughs> oh my God. No. All right, happening. I think I'm... I think that's it. <laughs> that's it. I'm out of here. All right, guys. One, one, one last thing. <laughs> what do you got? Jess did play Mother Teresa, and she was in the original It, but... Yes! No, good point, good point. But fuck Mother Teresa. She was a piece of shit, but It... She, she it was, was in cool. It. Uh, what else? She, she was in a couple other things. Uh, she she was. Um, I can't remember... Yeah, 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 yeah. But no, she she did... Yeah, she did a couple other cool things. She did a couple other horror stuff, too, but not, you know, a lot of 90s things. stuff. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, on that note, I think we are going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to start talking about um, 
some metal so, shit. Yeah, metal tours and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right, folks. It's time to dive into the metal portion of the Vintage Burn podcast. Uh, probably going to talk about some some shows we visited in the past and uh, maybe some upcoming stuff and just metal in general, which usually means we're going to talk about Megadeth for the next four hours. So <laughs> buckle up, get a beer. Well, if me and Kevin have something to say about it, Megadeth yes. will be talked about for the next four hours. God, you guys act like I don't love Megadeth. It's just, I guess, I don't want to blow Dave as much as you guys. If he was here, I'd blow him right now. Would you? Yeah. Like what, D- Dave, like 2018 or Dave, like 19? No, nah, it's got to be 83 or something. Yeah, like Dave in his prime? Okay. I was four years old, though. It'd be, it would probably be pretty wrong. It'd be a little weird. He might yeah, be into yeah. that, though. Yeah. 1990. I'd say 1990. But, uh, since, yeah. since we got Megadeth on why don't we start with Megadeth Aussie upcoming yeah. tour? Pretty um, exciting stuff. They just announced, I guess, would it be a second leg of Aussie's farewell tour? Uh, or it could be No More Tours, like 14. <laughs> I don't know which one well, it is yet. So so whatever it is, they, they have Megadeth joining them them on their 15th tour or yeah, second whatever. leg of the 8th tour whatever um, the hell farewell is, tour yeah. but um, it's going to be pretty cool I know they're playing down at I think Foxwoods and then they're playing up in Banghor Banghor it's definitely being Banghor Main Banghor Main and we're all hoping that Jake E. Lee decides to contract with Ozzy that would be oh. a yeah. yeah, fuck Zach Wilde. I'm not sure if that's even an option but I know uh, on the uh, when they originally announced No More Tours 2 I read an article that Jake E. Lee actually was the first choice, but he churned it down. And Zach Wilde was actually like the fourth, fourth choice or something yeah. like that. Oh, wow. And, uh, but everybody churned it down. And I don't understand why Jake E. Lee would have turned it down. Maybe he's busy doing something else. Maybe he doesn't give a shit anymore. I don't know. Jake E. Lee is not busy doing <laughs> Yeah, but, but I don't know. Maybe he just doesn't care. He just doesn't want to do it. He's I don't like, know. I have, I've got this project going on. He, uh, and I forget what the name of his band is. It's something Dragons. It's not Ozzy. And it's not... I would love... And I think... if I think Jakey Lee, it's money. I would love to see him play Ultimate Sin in its entirety. I would love to oh, see whatever. him play Even Bark, Bark at the, the Moon, moon yeah, in its man. entirety. Uh, I'd like to see just a combination of both records. Jakey Lee is the second best guitar player that Ozzy's ever had. In my opinion, myself, I, I agree. I, I, yeah. I more than agree. I'm not really a big fan of the Wild Records. Uh, you know, uh, No Rest for the Wicked was actually alright. Had some couple good tones. But like, No More Tears is where I kind of lost Ozzy. For me. And I get it. That's one of his biggest records, and it's, and go. It's like it's like Ozzy's black fashion. album. Ugh. Yeah, it's like it's like Ozzy's black album. No, Lost a lot, gained a lot. Zach like. Wilde is his third best guitarist that he's ever had. Is yeah, it? I would say so. Yeah, you know, I would absolutely it, say so. And I wouldn't have a beef with Zach Wilde if it wasn't such a goddamn showboat. You know, yeah, just play yeah, the songs yeah. as they were. You don't have to embellish a twenty-five minute solo for Warpigs. It's, war it's the bends. So me, yeah, and, don't yeah, uh, play the shit as it was written. Yeah. So he just, plays his shit perfectly as it is. But then everything else, Sabbath or yeah, Aussie, but all of his songs have yeah, eighty-five bands in them too. <laughs> Just for a little background on it, me and Doug went and saw Ozzy with uh, Little Al, Little Al, Al Pal, yeah, Al Pal, and uh, you know, and that's what it was. I mean, he came off. Uh, Ozzy went off to get his cortisone shots, whatever the fuck he does, <laughs> get revived. Yeah, get revived. I don't know what he does, but uh, but it, J- uh, Jakey Lee, Jesus Christ, Zach Wild went on with uh, what song was it he was doing that he went on with the War solo. Pigs. War Pigs. He went on with the solo for like. At least 15 minutes. Gotta be 15 minutes. He, and then... He played with his mouth. He yeah, played behind yeah, his he head. He went out in the fucking audience. Yeah, yeah. And then and then he did... Con, you know, they continued into like an instrumental... Uh, like a medley of like No Rest songs and uh, uh, No More Tear songs. Yeah. And uh, it just went on for like 30... Like It seemed like 30 minutes. I don't know if it really was. It without like Ozzy it. being on the stage. And that was like to me a big problem uh, with the show. Uh, overall, I thought it was a good show. Uh, that show, 
But uh, what I'm hoping is, like I said, like you said, Jakey e. Lee, man. If Jakey e. yeah, Lee comes in, I think it'd great. be a different thing. I mean, Ozzy still has to get his cortisone shot. Hopefully, it only takes <laughs> ten minutes. Maybe they can have a drum solo instead. I'd yeah, rather that. I'd rather okay. like a fifteen minute just bring back the guy from Faith No More, man. I like that guy. You know, I, I just hope that this, you know, next leg, like we said, I, I hope they change up the set list to do something a little bit different to excite everybody, not sure. just play the same shit you just played the last time around. You yeah, know? we'll have a chance to look at it. Set left, set list FM, by the way. We're not endorsed, but it's the best site involved. It does <laughs> suck that it's Ozzy's last tour because he has possibly he has so many opportunities to be able to go back and revisit every record and do it justice by doing that whole re- Maiden's doing it right. Maiden can do a full tour off of an album, re-establish merchandise and everything from that time period and stuff, and we're all gonna go nuts over it because we're gonna get everything that we couldn't get from a certain year. Uh, Ozzy could do that any, any metal band could do that I think that's the problem it's like yeah okay you guys are trying to uh, put out new shit the problem is you're not progressing you're not doing anything differently so why not just give us what we really want which is the best years of your career just tour give us new merchandise that's retro uh, put out repressings of the shit you know find new ways to repress it everything's different now blu-ray um, you know, 4K, you can Digital. do... Yeah, <laughs> digital. That's the way to go. That's the way to go. Uh, and, and, and I forget, too, what the, um, what the actual pressing is for even digital. Uh, it's, re- it's a real high bit rate. It's, I forget what the bit rate is. Uh, fuck, I forget what that bit rate is. But there's a really high bit rate. It's like 125 or one some, something anyways. Um, but the bit rate's high enough, too. It's like, cool, do all that stuff with with the amazing records you had. Now, do you think... Career. Do you think copyright bullshit and record label bullshit is kind of tying some of that up it's like, like stifling I, I know yeah, some, some bands in their, later on in their career once they're established they'll, they'll put out a live album because they can play the songs live but they can't re-release an old recording of course or they, they want to make a new album and make sales you know they, they'll play and pump that because they can actually make money off because yeah. they're established enough and they pay for lawyers you know I don't know if I don't know what you know I know Sharon I mean there's got to be something to that because uh, you know like even on like say Spotify Certain records aren't on there. Like you go to Overkill, they don't have like their middle era stuff. They don't have Feel the Fire, which pisses me off. Which is, is but they have like everything after Feel the Fire up until High Hair Black. Then you they're missing right. like five it's records. Label bullshit. It is. Yeah. It is. Which, it's all politics. It's not about the music anywhere. It's 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 a business. It is. Of course it is. We yeah, we, we forget as fans. Right. We're like, well, why isn't this here? This band owes it to us to have it. It's not the band. The band would love to have their stuff everywhere. It's a business. Music yeah. is just a fucking business. Even the smaller, shittier labels too, like Wargasm. Mm-hmm. They're a band from like Stoughton, Massachusetts. You know, local I still guys. can't get Wargasm on iTunes. They don't have it on iTunes. They don't have it on Spotify. Either. Why play no. around? Sorry, I, I, we. Let me clarify. There's Wargasm is on iTunes. I meant the why album, play around? Yeah, the yeah. actual, the, the best album, the only album that we should have on iTunes is the only album that's not on iTunes. Yeah. And so back in the YouTube. YouTube. Ask Doug. He's got six copies of it. I got one. Back in the day, I, just, I remember buying it off eBay. Doug from. gave it to me, by the way. I'm sorry. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> All right. Well, me, quick backstory. Back in the day, back in like early 2000s, you were there. I brought it to your house the day I bought it. I, yeah, I drove to Boston. I bought it on so eBay good. for $120 because I couldn't find it anywhere else. I went and bought it. Went to Kevin's. We burned it, listened to it, and fucking, fucking loved it. Such a great album. And then 
it, it took another up until two years ago they, they weren't able to do anything with it then they were able to get the rights or whatever they re-released uh, yep. on vinyl on record you know but even still you can see the bullshit they're going through because like you said they don't have it on Spotify all, all we have is the live show I'm pretty sure that's the show we were at the Middle East which uh, I'm knee, jealous of knee, by the way knee deep in the Middle East yeah yeah, yeah which I'm very jealous of just, awesome, I wish man. I went it was 10 years ago like what a month ago that was cool. yeah yeah with something ra- like that ra- I remember when it happened yeah the, cl- the clown comes out to introduce him. Yeah, the creepy clown guy. And he come out during like like Merritt's girlfriend. That yeah, yeah, Merritt's girlfriend. <laughs> Dude, oh no, I, I, I'm so glad. Wargasm, if you ever happen to listen to this, please get back together so I can see you now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bob Mayo, and, I'm calling you out. All the other dudes are getting back together. Yeah, and then let us interview you for on our podcast. That's yes, that's too. But as far as Megadeth goes, I hope uh, with the re-release of Killing Is My Business, they actually touch on at least two or three of the songs that they don't normally play. Like, no, uh, what's the song they normally play? Mechanics. Uh, like, I'd like to hear Killing Is My Business live. I don't think I've ever seen them do the actual song, Killing Is My Business. I'd like to see... It's uh, called The Beneath the Skin. I'd like to see Looking Down the Cross with the whole band, not just Dave Ellison. Playing bass, yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. As mentioned on the last podcast, me and Kevin went and saw Dave Ellison do, like, a bass clinic type thing. But then he did, uh, with he, backing tracks, he did Looking Down the Cross. And, and so you're not disappointed, he did not play the bass with his dick as I was... Um, <laughs> We got one fourth. We got one fourth of looking down the cross. <laughs> looking down one quarter of the cross. One, one quarter of the cross. But yeah, no, I'm really hoping that they touch on some of those songs with that re-release, which was I I found to be fantastic. Uh, the Killings by Business re-release. I think it, the yo just yes. more clarity. Yes. I thought it came out really good. I know it came out some months ago. The it's re, kind of old re, news, but... re 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 release. Or the killing is my the newest re release. Yes. The re 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 re. So the thing so. is, not only that, the artwork is fucking gorgeous on this record. And what they did was they t- they they what they're doing now with computer enhancement is they're able to take an image that was artwork. They'll make the image real. So so they'll actually they built the skull. They, they had the bones um, and they had all of the other pieces of architecture in that image from the original album. And then they computer generated that image. So it's they have the real image with the computer generated image. So it's got a three dimensional uh, picture to it. And it came out fucking awesome. I mean, there's a whole behind the scenes of Killing Is My, the new, the re, 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 re release. Did, did, did they release the re, re, re release on vinyl? On vinyl record? <sighs> I don't know, cause that's dude. That's what I. That's what got me drawn into record. I'm in pretty the first sure it's, place, yeah, was that it fucking twelve by twelve artwork. Mm-hmm. I hated seeing like Morbid Angel like Alters of Madness on this little teeny cassette case this big. You know, I. You know, I want it big and in your face. I didn't like mind, nipples. I didn't mind the super cheesy version of that album cover. No, the original. Dave Mustaine hates it. Yeah, the original. Yeah, but you know, it is. He said it's relish. And like ketchup, like oh, it is, yeah, 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 absolutely, yeah, yeah. I know the history of it. You but... can't really tell. I mean, you have you. That's the charm. It was the it was the eighties, you know. But I will say, this but it new, was really this new one is the dude. best. This it was one is really the best. cheaply done. I mean, you got to remember that came out in eighty five. That's after like amazing album covers like uh, Ride the Lightning, which was, in my opinion, just great. I mean, the artwork it was drawn well. I mean, it was just an electric chair, but the detail put into it. It's very you know, true. you know, like yes. there was other albums that had way better artwork. How did they not have better artwork for that album? Uh, they it was a budget. Yeah, I'm sure it was. Yeah. It was sure a budget. Was. They were told. I mean, this is all. I think it's on um, the VH1 behind the music. They talked about it. Where he's like, "This is the worst album cover," so that's why he re- decided to redo it. Fake news. Was it on VH1? It wasn't. No, it, was, it wasn't the behind the music that came out way before the re-release. 
what was it? It, it might have been just like it was another something re- after yeah, he was something like, after. he decided to redo it. And that's when they added the shitty version of uh, My Boots. My Boots, yeah. My boots was boots. bleeped out the whole fucking yeah. thing. That's what Finally, the new out. one has it. Yeah. Like you. it should. And the, the mix is the mix is superb for 1985. That sound it came out awesome, man. Mm-hmm. Came out great. I, uh, I always liked how they thanked in the in the line of notes of "Killing Is My Business." It always said, uh, "Thank you." For, they thank Metallica for proving like the metal runs through our veins. You know what I mean? I thought that was kind of. I know there's still a lot of bad blood even back then, especially back then. But mm-hmm. you know, he kind of. I don't know. Dave's kind of been back and forth with his humble beginnings. Mm-hmm. But. Uh, I told you we were talking about Megadeth for four hours. I wasn't lying. Well, from one orgasm to the other, Iron Maiden also announced that they're coming to North America, which is uh, totally uh, putting juice in my balls right now, too. Doing the Legacy tour. That gets me extra. Legacy of the Beast, man. Was uh, it last summer we saw them? Last Uh, summer, Maybe two two summers ago? This past summer. Was it? It was July, yep. Uh, No. Two Julys. Two Julys, two, yeah, yeah. It was like two years ago, yeah. How the fuck was that already? Yeah. It was well, it was like, like a year and a half ago was, officially a year and a half, now. Yeah, not this yeah, past July, yeah. but the one before. It was two Julys ago. But I by the next time they come around, it'll be two Julys. Left my seat, went to take a piss, and completely forgot where I was supposed to sit. <laughs> yeah, Kevin got very hammered in the parking lot. Wicked hammered. Thank you to uh, whatever brewery you went to. What Trillium. Trillium. Yeah. Thank you, Trillium. Yeah, we bought a bunch of Trillium For beer. the plentiful got... double IPAs that we had and got prior drunk to the parking show. lot. It didn't help. It was like a hundred degrees, and we're well, drinking. Well, Kevin, Kevin had shorts on, which was cool. I had black <laughs> dog. My black dog, Martha's Vineyard shorts. <laughs> I'm not allowed to talk about this. This is the one thing Kevin's ever. Hey, you can be about. metal as fuck and still wear shit. Yeah, Victoria's Secret shorts. That's cool. Yeah, they're not Victoria's Secret shorts. <laughs> they, but, they're the big dog. <laughs> but um, it was funny that you know I come out of it. So we get we get to our seats. These guys are up. Uh, we get we're in the nosebleeds. They were in the nosebleeds. But I'm sitting by myself in the seat. I was watching the opening act. It was Ghosts. After that, I was like, fuck, I'm hammered. I got to take a piss. I go down to find a bathroom. I don't know why I walked all the way. You know that front bathroom, like, by the gates? You went all the way down there? I, t- I dude, I don't know Yeah, there's one, like, right at the exit there. And I don't the, even uh, know why. You, you know, were wearing of, shorts. Of the actual, like, I was seats. hammered. No, yeah. I was hammered. You were in shorts. Why didn't you just go in. the bottom of your I know, I know. That's I go in. I go trip. in. I take a piss. Trucker bomb. I yeah. come out, and all of a sudden, it just everything hit me like it that's when it, it all hit me i had no idea where i was we already showed up like halfway through ghost set anyway we missed like the first half i, I missed the i actually ghost. missed the whole thing yeah i did too i, I managed to do it oh my god it was bad it come out and i like i'm i'm like i have, I have no idea where i am right now <laughs> it was good and you're wearing sandals too yeah it was good i know you can you know you don't have to be thank you to boots, the but. wonderfully kind older woman who helped me back to my seat after i sat in somebody else's seat closer to the stage it was a wonderful experience yeah well the venue we went to i mean if you have seats you have seats you're not getting stepped on i mean only if you're in the lawn possibly but at a main show you're not getting stepped on but think about getting in and out when there's 500 people trying to go up to sandal well especially out especially out when you're hammered if you lose a sandal you're fucked you're walking around with one sandal yeah what did you say it holds how many thousand I think about 18. 18, yeah. About 18, we were, yeah. If it's sold show, out. Was it almost sold out? That was, that it was, was sold out. Fucking uh, Maiden, Maiden actually, out of all the shows I've ever been to there, I think Maiden and some older OzFest might be the only things I've ever seen sell out there. Actually, Metallica, I apologize. Metallica. My first concert, that was in 94. My first concert was Metallica, Suicidal, and Danzig there. That's only Which they, was a great concert. They thought Dave Mustaine was coming back. Maybe, maybe. But uh, as far as that main tour, the new one, they're actually uh, delving into older stuff like they typically do every other tour. But they're actually going to do some Blaze Bailey era stuff. 
Which to me is actually kind of exciting because I'd like to hear Bruce. Sign of the Cross. Maybe Bruce is in. I, I forget what song, to be honest. Uh, Doug, if you want to pull up Setless FM, you can let us know. Uh, but they, I don't know if they'll change it from the European part uh, of the tour, which they've already been doing, to the North American. I don't know if they'll change it in the setlist. They typically don't, though. They typically run the same setlist for their whole world tour, even if it's over two years. Uh, which is the one beef I kind of have with Maine. I like when bands kind of mix things up a little yeah, bit. Yeah, they don't. They're trying to keep it as simple as possible. But there's, well, yeah, but it, but it's going to be exciting to see their interpret. Oh, well, uh, Bruce's interpretation of uh, Blaze, uh, Blaze Bailey just to hear it like a good voice to him, or as Kevin he, said, you he's know, done a, voice. he's done a couple of those. Yeah, yeah, Sign of the Cross. Yeah, and the Klansman. The Klansman. Yeah. yeah so they're doing uh, two two tracks. They've done he those forever. He, yeah, he's done the Klansman. Done remember forever. on the Brave World tour? Okay. They, saw they did the Klansman. I didn't see him. Uh, my first time ever seeing Maiden was two thousand and four on the uh, early days. Tour. Those might be the only two tracks that really stand out anyway from those records. I don't know. It could, it possibly, but it's just cool to yeah. see. I mean, I, I think those. Records, if they had Bruce on them, could be a totally different experience. Oh, yeah. Like Bar- Barlow and Lyster Earth kind of thing. Sure, I sure, agree, absolutely. Yeah. Those could have been better. And I think, like, okay, so, like, I think if Barlow was on, like, say, Night of the Storm Rider, mm-hmm. I think, without question, that would be probably the best Ice Earth album you, ever, you, ever done. You know what I did once? Even though it's still my favorite, but... I took from Days of Purgatory, the album that we recorded all those, I kind of pretty much took them all and put them in order. So, yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, So it was pretty much... Barlow. Barlow, Storm, Night of the Storm Rider, Barlow. I feel like... Maiden tried to go back to their Diano era after Dickinson with uh, Blaze Bailey. The problem is they picked somebody who was not as good as Diano to try to even pick up. Diano was could still hit some of those notes, but he obviously couldn't hit notes as high as Dickinson. But he still had a much better voice than I fucking hate the Blaze Bailey era. <laughs> Sorry, mm-hmm. no, I, I agree, but I think some of the songs... I, I think, don't know what they were thinking. I think they yeah. were like, we're going to find somebody who's in between, but he, they didn't. They didn't find somebody in between ba- uh, um, Diano and Dickinson. But you, They but, found somebody who's below right. uh, Diano. <laughs> and I don't know, in, in a band with that amount of reach and that amount of popularity, you'd think they would be able to find a better singer. Yeah. Blaze Bailey. Yeah. I, I didn't get it either. I didn't. And the, Maybe and the thing is, they went... They went to playing like places like the Avalon, which holds like 12, 15, 1800 people. Uh, and then as soon as it got Bruce back, they're back to arenas. You know, it's crazy to yeah, me. Bruce, like, Bruce is their, their cash cow. And so it's their sure. bread and butter, absolutely. Yeah. I that's didn't even what realize they, they that's, how, that's how low they sang. Oh, yeah, yeah. They were, I think they played a show at like the Avalon in Boston. Wow. Wow. When, when did the Blaze be like uh, late 90s? Somewhere in there, yeah. Like, and uh, then Brave New World was the, so, the so, return. So Bruce left in uh, 93, 94, right so after Fear of mid, the Dark. mid to late. There yeah. was that yeah. four or five think, years. They, they pumped out two records right before he came back. Yeah, if I remember correctly, Fear of the Dark came out in 93. And I know what you're going to say. That was a shitty year for metal, period. Shitty four bad. or five years. Unless you were into really underground death and black metal. Yeah. Like say bad. like Dissection and bad. stuff like yeah, that. Like sure. Yeah, Th- Thrash wasn't happening. You know, death was, you know, Death, Metal, you know, Sound of Perseverance was coming out, stuff like that. But the mainstream media new, had said metal was dead. New metal was pff, your Olympus getting your cold that chambers. Was making it was Pantera actually making yeah, Pantera, it as a metal yeah, yeah. band with death vocals that were actually making millions. I wouldn't say death vocals. I would just say harsh vocals. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but, but you could understand still, everywhere the guy said. But they're still. I mean, still fuck. really aggressive vocals. Sure. But but even on t- trend kill trend kill was fucking well that's true yeah yeah pretty yeah. death vocal sounding no you're right you're right I, I guttural he was guttural in that I take but, it back but sir they, I stand corrected were, but that was like fucking ninety seven he was wearing flannel 
you know? Mm-hmm. That was, yeah, that was that the, was the f- only band people... I think that's a problem is everyone had their attention on Pantera and forgot yeah. about the rest of the world. But what I did yeah. appreciate about Pantera back then is they were actually taking bands like yes. Morbid Angel and Slayer yes. and, yep. and, and still keeping, keeping them relevant. Them did you see them on that tour at the Centrum Center? I did, unfortunately. Uh, the, the only time I got to see Pantera was OzFest 2000-2001, uh, yep. whenever he, they were on it. Uh, one of those years. Same, same here. Yeah, it was very early 2000. Yeah, it was 2000-2001. When I ended up, uh, we, we went to that Morbid Angel show and I think we I don't remember what happened but it, yeah it's funny the first time I've ever seen uh, uh, Pantera was at an Ozfest Iron Maiden was at an Ozfest Judas Priest is at an Ozfest so and awesome. now I've seen you know most of them obviously aside from Pantera because it's not possible it's so good but I've seen Iron Maiden and uh, Judas Priest multiple fucking times not many times especially Priest actually I've seen Priest actually quite a Quite a lot. Uh, and seeing it with the Palladium was fantastic, by the way, which all three of us attended, by the way, yes. which was a great show. That was such a good... Yeah, agreed. Uh, what else we got? Uh, how was At the Gates Behemoth, Doug? You went to that. I did not. At the Gates Behemoth was pretty rad. Um, At the Gates always kills it. Um, they only played like one or two off Slaughter of the Soul and nothing off... Uh, they didn't even play Kingdom Red Gone? The they didn't I know play, where you're going. They, Red Sky is ours. They didn't right. even play Kingdom Gone off Red in the Sky is ours. And I was just close to getting a Red in the Sky is our shirt, but I'm like, man, I'll... If you're not even playing it, why the fuck do you have a shirt? I know, they, 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 it was a beautiful shirt, too, but I'm like, I'll get it online from them for, like, half the price. Yeah, that's know? what drives me crazy about them. I mean, uh, like, it's funny, because they were on the cruise uh, last time I saw them a couple years ago, which is 70,000 tons of metal. Um, and uh, they do two sets on it, and they did, like, pretty much the same set, I believe, both times, but nothing off the Red of Sky is ours. And no, yet, they did Kingdom Gone then, didn't they? No, they did it when we saw them on Barge. Oh, you've seen yeah, That's right, you've seen them twice I saw in the cruise. Them on, okay. uh, like 2016 or something like that. Yeah. 70,000 tons, 2016. And uh, the first set was fantastic. I mean, even though they were only playing stuff off of Slaughter of the Soul and uh, at, at War with Reality. That had just come out. That had just come yeah. out at the time. And uh, they, they never played anything off um, Terminal Spirit Disease. No, they, they always played like Terminal Spirit Disease. They probably even played at the show. Did they, they, yeah, they, yeah. they did. They did. They always played the song. But yeah. I, I think that's funny. Dude, that's about it. But nothing's off Gardens of Grief, man. I love that EP. Oh, me too. But that's the thing. Like a lot of people don't know it. Yeah. And the reddest guy is ours. A lot of people that listen to Slaughter of the Soul can't listen to it because of the uh, quality. The, the way it was recorded. See, for me, I like it. And I, I kind of like... What I try to do with a, uh, like an album that has low quality is I try to envision it with good quality. Yeah. And how it would sound. And so uh, I, I try to take the parts you. that appreciate it. <laughs> I, I mean, no, 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 it doesn't always work. I'm not I saying try, it. I just, yeah. there's, there's some, some albums that doesn't work with. But it does work with that record for me. Well, and how, for Doug, too. I know Doug, it's his favorite, well, too. Well, how many people appreciate... Uh, and I think because I'm not, I, I don't listen to much black metal. But there are a lot of people who enjoy black metal. That that's the whole purpose. They like that. Hang a microphone from a fucking chandelier and yeah, have a friggin' uh, army helmet with the microphone smashed on the table. And that's yeah. what you sing into. Yeah, they have like the most like shitty guitars. And... That, yeah, everything. <laughs> black everything metal runs together, and you can't understand. See, for me, I like the more polished stuff too. I mean, even like we were talking about in the last podcast, like Immortal at the Heart of Winter. Very polished record, very well produced record. Uh, granted, I do like Pure Holocaust by them, which is not Blizzard Beast, which is not as well produced. And I think those are good records, but I think the production definitely helps them. Uh, like, say, as far as like Mayhem, I never was really into Mayhem except uh, for their uh, what's the name of the EP? Do you remember? Death Crush. Death Crush EP. Uh, that's that's a good Chainsaw one. Chainsaw Gut yeah. Fuck. Yeah, Chainsaw Gut Fuck. <laughs> And uh, stuff like that. I mean, I really like. But honestly, like their their big album that everybody loves, just never really got into. Is it. that the one with the French name? Uh, it's yeah, dear whatever, the Dogger, or whatever. But yeah. uh, I do like uh, like Freezing Moon's a good song. Uh, 
you know, Lost in Vegas showed me the way on that one. <laughs> Got to shout them out. I like that that show a lot. That YouTube uh, channel, check them out too. They're cool. Uh, hopefully, we we'll talk to them one day. I enjoy them. But uh, yeah, anyway. But how was Behemoth? Behemoth was good. Nigel and crew always put on a great show. They had quite the theatrics. Nigel. <laughs> Whatever his name is. We're on a first name basis. Nurgle. 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 <laughs> Nigel. Nurgle. Nurgle sounds so dorky like Urkel. Nurgle. Yeah. He's, he's a going... very, apparently, he's a very intelligent guy. Too. Oh, sure he is. Oh, he is. He yeah. goes to the gym a lot, according to uh, when I was yeah. on 70,000 Tons of Metal. He was always at the gym. He loves... Wanted uh, to talk to Gurgle. We want to talk to Gurgle. Nurgle. Go to the gym. It was funny. They almost had like a black metal Iron Maiden stage. They had like the weird little ramps where you could go up and play guitar and shit on the back. That's cool. It was, you know, um, the House of Blues in Boston isn't the biggest venue, but the stage is pretty good size. But it's still... They had quite the spectacle, which was nice. Yeah, that's great. No, uh, for their, for, yeah, yeah, it, it, it was. I, I enjoyed it at the gates. I wish I would say a little more time, but uh, I, I'm just glad. You know, I know there's a lot of parts of the country where they don't get shows and they have to drive four or five hours to a show, and we got like six shows a week, and you have to be you can be picky and choosy, and we kind of take that for granted. I do take it very for granted. You know, so I, I'm just glad. You know, shit like that comes through now and then. Yep, and it yep. sucks because I I just went to Denver and. The day after I got back, they at the gates was playing that night, and the Bruins were playing the Avalanche. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, "Fuck, I didn't plan that very well, did I?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sometimes you just gotta look at a calendar, buddy. I know. Hey, I was in charge of planning. I... <laughs> anyway, how was Denver? How do you enjoy that? Anything? You know, you went to True Brewing, which is a very metal uh, yes. brewing company. Yeah, Doug's wearing a very interesting shirt. There are pentagrams on both sides of his long sleeves. That's his True Brewing. With pint glasses above the pentagram. <laughs> And his shirt has a goat and skull and looks like a Cthulhu, snake. Cthulhu elk skull snake. Thing? Yeah, it's, anyway, it's pretty interesting. Maybe we'll take a picture. Black and, and white with uh, red, like like a red banner in the background, and it just says True Brewing Company. It's it, it's metal as fuck. Like if I, if you took that away, I'd say, Who, what band is this? Yeah. Boom, band shirt. It was actually part we know. So anyway, you you, you were there. Yeah, so um, we, we went to Black Sky Brewing, which is a metal bar, slash, you know, brewery, and then we went to uh, True Brew, and they were both excellent. Completely different styles. True Brew was uh, a little more, I would say, cult. Put my nose in the air. They were a little more, they would just play, like, an album, and it was, like, really dim lighting, but they had really good fucking beer. The sour blew my socks off, and I've been, I've been craving sours ever since. But it was very just chill, very dark. They kind of controlled the atmosphere. Whereas, what kind of music? Like what kind of? When uh, you they say were, full albums. What do you mean? Full albums. They were playing. They were playing something. That I don't know what it was. But very. It was very sludgy, and I liked it. I meant to ask. I'm kind of bummed that I didn't. But then they put on like Bluster the Sick. Okay. You got to get one of those yeah. programs on your phone where you just listen to shit I, and it uh, tells you what's going on. I could have just been like, Hey, dude, I think Google tells you that shit. Siri, I think so. Even Siri Kazam, all you. that shit. Yeah. But anyway, uh, but then Black Sky was cool too because they had a jukebox and. Uh, it was a pizza place. What did know? it say on the jukebox? It said, uh, any requests that are not metal will be skipped. Yes, and I'm like, I'm at, I'm at home. I'm like, this is where I need to be. That is so awesome. And you can tell, like, um, you can tell a lot of bands tore through there, too, because, like, they had, like, a lot of flags. Actually, had, like, a, the skinless flag that I have in my house. You can tell, like, bands that come through, it's like, it's a metal bar. So it's kind of like they feel home. They give the dudes merch. They hang it up. It's, you know, it's a little more lighthearted there. It's not as cult yeah, as it's yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. But... Both excellent places, and I'm fucking... Denver's kind of looking pretty tempting nowadays. Dude, Boulder, Colorado has 60 breweries alone. Wow. And that's just like that, the college show. But I wonder what their scene is, like, you know, loving the New England-style stuff here. I don't know if that's what they're... 
I'm not sure if their jam is out there. Yeah, they haven't really perfected it. We went to uh, one. Yeah, um, so you got, yeah, and I'm sure it, it, it was probably like, hmm. And everybody was loving it. They're like, oh, go to this place. It's the best run. And I'm like, I couldn't say it there. I didn't want to be rude. But I'm like, these beers are okay. This, no, these aren't a true brew or, or, or black side. I actually really enjoyed the beer. got there. better beer in the East Coast, you fucks. Well, that's what it is. I'm like, I understand, like, there's, yeah. you know, you're in Estes Park and the Rocky yeah. Mountains. There's really not a lot going on. But, like, the beer was good. Yeah. But when you have the shit that we have back east. Yeah. It's, dude. It's, I don't know. But. I just want to say uh, one more thing, man. They got the CBDs. CBDs? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. The weed stuff. And the THCs. Oh, dude. Yeah. yeah. So, Smoke it, don't eat it. That's my. Yeah. Go. Right? Oh, right? I'm yeah. with you, yeah, man. I don't like it. I don't like eating it either. But I just want to say one thing. I went to see. Uh, I just want to mention. Go back to music for a second. Uh, I got to see Suffocation. On their final tour, and I won't bring it up, Doug. But um, <laughs> yeah, if you've got further questions about that, uh, I don't know. You, can, touch you can email Marco yeah. at vintageburnpodcast yeah. at gmail.com. Or me at suckmylefnut.com. But <laughs> I just want to say uh, I've seen Suffocation with or without Frank. It's always better with Frank. And the other guy is good, but it's not Frank. No chopping. And I just want to thank Frank for his 30 years of service. They put on a fucking fantastic show. They played a lot of my favorite tunes. Uh, I was tired as all hell. It was a Monday night. I think a lot of people just weren't in the zone, but a lot of people stuck it out, except one person. Um, mm. <laughs> I pushed uh, out, all right? I saw Christian, though, and they were fucking awesome. But uh, I just want to thank Frank for his 30 years of service, man. Uh, I, to me, you know, top five death metal vocalists of all time. To me, uh, personally. I don't know how these guys feel, but whatever. But uh, it was awesome to see them one more time. Him and Trevor up there, you know, just rocking shit. And uh, yeah, thanks, Frank, again for your service and good luck in your acting career. Which I don't know if he's bullshitting, but <laughs> <laughs> but that's what he said he's gonna do. Also, go see Goat Hoy. They're out on tour. All right. Well, I think that's it. I think court's adjourned, boys. Thank you for listening to Vintage Burn. I uh, want to say please like, subscribe to our podcast. We're on Apple Music. We are on Google. And Podbean. Uh, every time you guys subscribe, like, or review our podcast, it helps us by getting out there and being on the forefront of podcasting. We hope that you know rock and metal is going to start to uh, ascend above all of the shit that's out there. If you want to comment us, if you want to send us something or give us any feedback, or maybe even if you're a local band and you want us to play your stuff, please by all means, or even have us interview you. Reach out to us. We're at vintageburnpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks a lot for listening. See ya. Um, but I bought for three dollars a piece at seventy percent off. I fucking I bought I bought six of the skulls and I bought six of the pumpkins. <laughs> Pretty sure he shut down the Michael site. Yeah, I yeah. Did. So I broke the internet. Last time I was here, I told Lauren this uh, yesterday. I woke up in my underwear. On the Shays Lounge. <laughs>